Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have had to go underground to secret identities in order to provide our unfiltered views on a handful of stocks out of each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on the air, so we disguise our voices so they'll never know. This week we look at the, uh, what do we look at, uh, April 3rd, 2009 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. And before we get to that, a couple of important disclosures. Very important caveats. First of Pay all, attention this now. show is for entertainment purposes only, and uh, that's probably the key. Secondly, we have many conflicts of interest, one of which may be uh, we've had some adult beverages. And finally, we may have a complete lack of of any actual knowledge. So all of our, we're talking about, right. All of our disclosures are on our website, www.thevalueguys.com. Please check that out. There's a lot of uh, information about us, our resumes, pictures, et cetera. Um, and uh, I'm going to be back at the back half of the show to talk about three good news this week. Don't have to wait. Ideas, uh, grief, which is a packaging company, Foster Wheeler and KBR, uh, but before I get to that, I, I just want to say, I want to say two quick things. Uh, one is, I want to say thank you to Andre, uh, let me see Well, here. Andre knows what his last name is. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't reveal that right now. But right. Uh, we're going to be working with Andre on uh, something for his investment program in Sweden, and I'm very excited about that. And secondly, I want to weigh in on what happened to the market this week. If you were a value guy, things went very well. It looks like they finally got rid of those dopey mark-to-market rules, and I'm going to talk about that a little later. But before that, with a lot of ado this week, Vern, I can X hardly, value. I can hardly wait to hear all about it. Well, you will soon. Just um, stick, stick around. Yeah, big stick move, around. especially in uh, economically sensitive stocks, except for the financials, which I guess sort of anticipated uh, – what the mark-to-market effect would be. Well, right? bankruptcy risk went down for yeah, a well, whole lot true. of Yeah, well, that's true. That's good. That's good. This is a tough week uh, in terms of trying to find something uh, attractive because there's a lot of consumer discretionary and home building here, and uh, those are tough places to be in the market, I think, right now. The fundamentals, at least, are terrible, and I'm not sure – you know, I think we're probably looking for early cycle recovery other places than uh, – well, I, I agree to, with you completely. On hard that, to see right. it there. Very hard. Consumer so, near term and uh, yeah. furniture. I mean, I mean people need discretionary. To, people, yeah, people need to save more money. and uh, well, still needs not once. Unemployment rate that. is doing nothing but going up for well, wait a many minute. months. I want to weigh in on I've made a note here. The unemployment rate, ladies and gentlemen, is 8 0.5%. Did you see? What the, yeah, but you see what the U6 number was? Well, I don't want to talk about that number. Oh, okay. 8.5%. And on my book, that means 91.5% employed, and that's an A, my friend, or A minus. 91.5. Then if you include the people that uh, have part-time jobs that would rather have full-time jobs and people that have dropped out of the workforce, the broadest measure of unemployed people or underemployed people uh, right now is right around 15%. Also, a, I think, a high since maybe well, maybe the 58 recession. Uh, 58. Let me weigh in with this, my friend. Mm-hmm. How about this? The number of people employed in the United Just States. Just the pure absolute the pure number. The number of people employed in the yeah. United States, the bounty of our nation, mm-hmm. has never been higher except in maybe a handful of years. 
three I or think four it, years. No, I think it may have never been higher. Well, we're, we're down a bit. Have we, are we down? I, I don't know this number, but I That's would suggest Federal Reserve Bank of Part of our advantage is that we always grow. We Well, but you you know, you know have a little period here of adjusting the debt levels. But I would just well, say I, a lot of employed. So I looked, at, I looked at this week, and I really decided to try to focus on you know, value-added, proprietary product, et cetera. And you can get some of that in packaging and container industry is what ValueLine calls it. Um, their their definition is pretty broad. I mean, you've got names like American Greetings and Sealed Air in the same group. But um, a name that we've talked about in the past, I'm coming back to again. The stock looks like it's been, uh, you know, fairly stable over the last six months or so. Uh, recently trading at $22 Sunoco Products. This is a packaging company. They are, I think, the leader in uh, paper tubes and cores, and then they have big businesses in flexible packaging, um, really a bunch of v- a variety of value-added uh, packaging products. They're, they're uh, growing rapidly in, um, uh, what are these called, composite cans instead of steel or aluminum and weight. cans. They have a lot of value added. And there's a tremendous opportunity to add value or to add to the consumer experience. Just, I was just saying that. With packaging that. products. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, especially if you can help function. And um, that's what this company does. And they've had operating margins in the sort of low mid-teens for years. Their return on capital is above uh, uh, cost of capital. It looks like it runs uh, 11 to 13 or 14% pretty consistently. They leverage it a little bit. They uh, do better than 15% return on capital. Um, they've been growing in the consumer business. I mentioned the composite can business before. Uh, they're doing some cost-cutting like everybody who's cyclical. They have some industrial exposure. Uh, major markets, let's see, paper, textile, and consumer goods. So, um, you know, there's not uh, – there's certainly some cyclical risk here, but uh, not a lot of debt on the balance sheet. Well, less than seven. Here, the cyclical risk. Well, that's is- just it, right. This stock peaked at almost $45. It's down by half. Trading around six times gross cash flow, which is only down a little bit, I think sort of speaks to the stability uh, of their business and how fast they're growing in some of their growth markets. Um, Capital spending is only a small fraction of gross cash flow, so uh, the multiple on free cash flow is less than 10 times. Uh, I'm calculating a six times enterprise value multiple of EBITDA, so in other words, if I bought all of the uh, equity and the debt outstanding at Sunoco, less the $100 million of cash they have. I could get something like a 17% pre-tax, you would own pre-depreciation return. Flow. That would be right. I don't know that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so very attractive pro- possibilities there. And the reason I like this, I looked at Aptar. This is a company that makes uh, dispensers. A lot of opportunity to add value there. A little higher enterprise value multiple. The stock's up a bit more off the bottom than Sunoco. Their return on capital is lower, even though they have higher margins, because their capital spending is so high. They have to build entire new uh, uh, assembly lines every time they invent a new product. Sunoco doesn't have to do that. So it's a leaner business in terms of uh, CapEx. Bemis, I think it has more added value um, in terms of the products. And I got a 5% yield at Sunoco. Are you so, doing a compare and contrast there, Vern? Yeah, sort of. I mean, these other stocks are yielding 2 to 4%. And are the same uh, multiple or higher? And I've got, you know, a dividend that is what a dollar ten. Value line expects them to earn a dollar seventy-five this year, down from better than two and a quarter. So they're earning the dividend easily. I it looks to me like a real layup in terms of really? uh, 
a traditional value call. SOM. It's not that entertaining, though, the packaging No, well, this industry. is not an entertaining it's issue. Not, it's not it's an entertaining issue. It's difficult to find value Absolutely. here. And I'm going to find myself going back to an old stalwart now. Stalwart? In the, yeah, in the consumer, what do they call this, household products. Kimberly Clark, uh, I, you know, looked at P&G, looked at Clorox, looked at Colgate, Palmolive. When did go up, my friend? It last went up for a brief period in 2008. Oh, well, after recently, having sold then. off, after having sold off fairly significantly, it just seems like the relative performance chart for ten years is down. That's all. Uh, it is, except yeah. for the last six months where hmm. it's up. Now I think safety. Th- yeah, yeah, right. It's the uh, uh, you know talking about needs, not wants. You can't be more push ups, Kotex, Huggies. I mean, these are things needs, you, you really I have a need. Question. These. I things. don't understand this. They have great returns on capital forever, and the stock underperforms, and it's priced attractively, and it doesn't work out. Why is that? Did well, they because keep... it didn't used to be priced attractively. Uh, yeah, it's it just used to cost more. Right? Yeah, it used yeah. to cost more than it does That's now. That's the answer because they put up great numbers. Yeah, I can get it for even with the stock at forty nine and the yield a little under five percent. I can get it for around nine times on an EBITDA number that is, you know, it's down pretty significantly from the peak. Um, so I've got, a, I, I think, a reasonable-looking entry point here. Now, Kimberly Clark's got a fair amount of debt, um, but very stable business. If you look through the last recession, I mean, they suffer earnings declines, but uh, cash flow is very stable. I don't think you have to worry about the balance sheet here. So uh, got more yield than Procter & Gamble. Got more yield than any of the others. Uh, dividend here is about 240 Value line says they're going to earn $4. Now, this Again, is a time, though, when those kinds of guys have competition with private label as people trade down off the brand name to, you know, the Kroger's, uh, you know, diapers. No, I, I, yeah. I think that's a very valid point. But I'm getting a 5% yield, and I can wait on the stock. Yeah, you can't so, argue with that. You know, so. In both of those cases. And then the last one I have this week, a little different name um, that I think I may have talked about a long time ago. Uh, I hope so, because the stock got crushed uh, last year. The high was almost 140, recently 56. This is Ameron International Corp. Have you ever heard of this? I have, Vern. Oh, you I have? I have heard of it, yes. Okay. According to, this, uh, according to Value Line, they are the leader in concrete and steel pipe used for water and sewage projects in the western United States, which is where everybody wants to live, I think. I think these guys are big out in the west. They also own 50% of a joint venture, which is a big player in steel rebar that was for roads and bridges. Right. I know. I blew right okay. through it. Because it so wasn't that good. I well, know. I didn't want to burden okay. our listeners with uh, Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, right. um, and, and so this is a company, I think, that is poised to um, – get a lot of benefit out of increased, I mean, stimulus package, yes, infrastructure spending more generally because the government is going to account for a greater share of GDP. There's a commitment to try Keynesian, a Keynesian approach to spend money to try to drag the economy along, and infrastructure is going to be, a po- uh, I think, a, a popular thing to do. And out, the great thing about uh, out west is population density is very low, so there's <laughs> A lot of pipe needed to well, take care I, of the same Well, I think kind of. in California, the local economy is is down, and the stimulus is just offsetting the declines, at least in California. Oh, I think, that, as a matter of fact, California yeah. <clears throat> may actually be down. Yeah. You may have to w- wait for things to get better. In the meantime, the company has entered the – excuse me. 
please have a beverage. The nice thing about it is it's got some certainty associated with it, even if you don't know the precise well, timing. And they have apparently gotten into the wind energy market. So they make tubes and pipe, and maybe they're making the towers for uh, no, they're not. actual windmills. Oh, Trinity. No, I know Trinity does, but Amaron successfully penetrated the wind energy market. It doesn't say they're no good. With they're one. no good at that. How do you know? Because <laughs> I own Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Large diameter water pipe businesses weak. There's a fiberglass composite pipe g- group that's exposed to residential construction. Yeah, they're, they're going to zero. On so <laughs> there's some issues here. There's uh, ten dollars in per share in excess cash on the balance sheet. So rock solid balance sheet, a lot of liquidity. Stock's up a lot, I guess, but uh, there's actually even a dividend that yields around 2%. So take a look at AMN, nice play on uh, nice play on infrastructure and recovery and uh, global spending, okay? Yeah. So and, what's, your, uh, what's your next pick? I only have three. You only did three? Every week I do three. Okay. Now, I wasn't I quite as prepared, prepared as I'd like to be. That's... I'm usually not as well prepared as I'd like uh, to be. I was, uh, this that, week, I guess, a little more mean. On and that's the way yeah. to go. I'm going to try to be more prepared next time. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm sure the listeners. So with that, let's take a beverage break from you. now. All right. Okay. Well, I I'm, I have Actually, no beverage, well, pour so a I'm going to have there. a. This is uh, careful there. I guess depending if you're if you're listening on a Christian station, then this is root beer. Okay. I just mm. want to let you know that. Yeah. Otherwise, for the rest Sound of like you, it's yeah. Friday afternoon and. Uh, it's, been a, yeah, been it's been a good week. Okay, so thank you, Vern. It's very nice. Val Hughes. Uh, when are we going to get up to the cabin? By the way, as soon as uh, as soon as the weather, uh, you know, it's still kind of cool. Yeah, but, but, um, and it's being cleaned. Or uh, there's a ready. whole crew of people that has to the boats do their out. thing. What's going on? It's going to be friend. nice. Okay. Uh, well, it'll when, be welcome as usual. The opening. opening. I'm not day. sure yet. Okay, I'll get back Great. to you. How about All next week? An opening next week on the cabin opening. Okay, we okay. need to have some visibility on the cabin opening. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Val Hughes, and like I do every week, uh, I'm going to give you three ha pretty good value uh, ideas. Pretty three. good. What are you doing? There's some acknowledgement that this uh, week's is a this week is a tough. No, week. well, look. I think you know. I'm still on needs. You probably have a lot of dividend yield over there. Right? I have a little. Oh. Needs not once. That's my whole thing, ladies and gentlemen. During this period, because consumers, you know, the fact that everyone had a good time over in London and it's high five time all around the world, doesn't you know get away around the fact. You're talking that, about the politicians or well, the protesters. Just the good times, okay. <laughs> we can't get around the fact that the banks aren't loaning money to people who don't have good credit. And when uh, you start having the requirement of actually filling out forms and actually having income and actually putting down where you might work, then the debt doesn't flow, and that debt was driving purchases that aren't happening. So there is a very real effect, um, even if everyone's having a good time. The real key to the market this week and the good mood on Wall Street, and let's not call it a great mood. Stocks are still down 40%. But the bottom may be in sight simply because just like when you throw a, a softball into a pool, you know, it only goes down so far, and the pressure to have that thing come back up is very strong. And, you know, human nature is 
to find something productive to do. So are we bobbing on the surface I now? I think we're or? bobbing up. And part of the thing that happened this week, and I just think that people timed this to be this way, is that right at the time the G20 was going on and there was, you know, some good, hopefully good times coming out of all that, uh, the FDIC or somebody, uh, I guess it was the uh, Financial Standards Board, eliminated or gave some discretion to this mark-to-market rule. So as we've talked about on the show, if you're a bank or an insurance company and you have a loan that's being paid and uh, there's no sign that the borrower is not going to pay you, just the fact that the market... Oh, look! There, I see it in the distance, a point. There is a point. <laughs> and the point is... Just because the market that's driven by fear and concern about the next, you know, 10 days is not putting out bids for assets doesn't mean they don't have some value to the extent that the present value of the payment stream still has value. And I think that the mark-to-market change today or yesterday, whenever that was, um, really has uh, – and, and it was known for a little while that it was coming. That's the key to why the market seems to have found a bottom around here, in my opinion. Uh, three ideas this week. First up, on page 921. Oh, page numbers. And I do like to give the page oh. numbers, Vern. I don't know why you can't give I'm just not organized numbers. enough. It helps I, you people. know, I didn't do as much work as usual this week. Order. How are people no, supposed I go, to follow, I, thematically. follow along? I use you, some... I, I use what some, are you, alphabetically? What? Alphabetically. <laughs> what kind of organization is that? Okay, first up this week. Lead with strength. Grief. This is your best idea? I'm going in page number order, Vern. You know that. It's years Mm. and years now. Take a note, okay? Page number order. Grief, page 921. What does grief do? Uh, They're the world leader in industrial packaging and services. And as Vern said, it was a tough week to find needs, not once. I'll tell you something about needs. Your product needs to be packaged, okay? So we have needs. And in this environment, when you're looking to cut costs and things like that, the packaging guy can take weight out and he can improve safety. And if, if you improve safety of goods in terms of delivery, um, you know, you can save a company a lot of money to the extent that there's not broken and It's another way of goods. saying quality. Well, quality. But if you stop one package from being broken, uh, that gives you a higher ROI. And these guys have been putting up mid-teens, returns on capital. That's the metric I really look to to see if people are really adding value in the economy. And these guys are putting up mid-teens. This is in a world where the Treasury is yielding 3%. If that, they lever it a little bit, and they're putting up 20% returns on equity. And I like that. That's a sign of a quality company. So I don't need to know a lot about this to know they're doing something. The market just doesn't give away high returns. And then I look at their operating margin and in, in, an, uh, in an industry that you might think is a commodity, a package, they're earning 15% operating margins. You know, Walgreens doesn't earn that operating margin. They're doing something proprietary, something that's adding value. Like those companies I was talking about earlier. Well, we're not talking about those anymore. Vern. By the way, I have the page numbers on these. Well, and no you're one, right. They no weren't one, in page listen, number order. They, I know that. And did you want to give the page numbers, Vern? No, no. Okay. No, go ahead. Look, why don't I just put them on the website? Not mm-hmm. okay. All right. Uh, now, what attracts me to grief? I looked at every issue, every stock this week because it just was a quest for value, and there wasn't much to look at. This is five times gross cash flow, seven sixty predicted for two thousand ten by Value Line. Stock at thirty seven, not the Value Line price, thirty seven fifty eight at close today. Uh, capital spending two thirty. So free cash, they're left with about 5.30 a share. Stock at 37, I don't have a calculator here, but that's about seven times. 
So 1 over 7, what's that? 14%. So if I bought the whole company, I'd earn 14%. The Treasury earns me 3 And it's just a question of do you think this is sustainable? And, you know, GDP, if it goes down 3%, I like to think about that as 97% okay. So, you know, maybe you have to gain a little share. Maybe you have to be a little better than your competitor. But it's still a huge marketplace, and winners can still win in America uh, with good product and good, you know, good, good value added for customers. And these guys seem to be delivering that. On an enterprise value to EBITDA basis, market cap is uh, – I thought that was the 7.5. No, I just – on value line, they give this cash flow. Oh, So oh, I do price oh, to oh, that oh, as yeah. one metric, you know. Right, so do I. Um, because after all, when you step back, we actually are the equity buyer. We're not actually buying the whole company, even yes, if right. I like to do that mm-hmm. thought experiment. It's a valuation um, exercise. Yeah, it's just you go through a lot of valuation exercises to try to find out what makes sense. Looking now, on an enterprise value to EBITDA basis, that would be the yield we would earn if we just bought all the stock the and all company. the debt. Its uh, market cap is about a billion six, or maybe it's up from that. I'll say a billion nine. There's. Uh, what, $800 million in debt, that's $2.7 billion. Um, operating earnings plus depreciation around $500 you know, million. That's a four-and-a-half times EBITDA. That's going to be around uh, 22.5% return I'm really confused. on investment. Well, of course you are. But if we bought the whole company 22%, grief, class A, GEF, page 921. Uh, in the near term, they're a little bit challenged. No one's surprised by that. They are taking this period to cut costs, shutting down high-cost plants, the kinds of things good mm-hmm. companies do mm-hmm. during this period. Uh, they're paying off debt. They're buying back stock. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're doing the things with capital that you'd hope they would do. Yeah. I think it's worth a look. Grief, page 921. Or consider Sunoco with more well, yield listen, and a lower multiple. over. Well, right. just, it's in the well, same industry. People can rewind if they want to. Okay. Foster Wheeler, page 981. Um, uh, what that's do, a good one. I'm losing my Go ahead. enthusiasm sorry. for the show, Vern. Uh, Foster Wheeler, page FW. No, I'm sorry, page 981. <laughs> ticker FWLT. Let me have a little sip of my adult beverage. Oh, please do. They're tasty. We right? may have imbibed a little bit too much this week, mm-hmm. uh, but this stock caught my eye for a couple of reasons. One, uh, price to gross cash flow four and a half times. Two, price to free cash flow five and a half times. On an enterprise value to EBITDA basis, it's three times. That's 33% return. That catches my eye. Then I dig in. What's going on? These guys are a global engineering, construction, and project management contractor, and that seems to be what the whole party in London was all about, is that consumers don't have confidence to spend. And I'm not a strict Keynesian. I've studied the matter. You know, free markets are best left to their own devices. However... During periods of lost confidence, governments do have a role to play to establish confidence and establish demand in areas that, uh, you know, you want to keep around for when people regain their sanity. So in the case of global infrastructure projects, uh, governments are getting together and they're spending a lot of money. And Foster Wheeler is smack dab in the middle of all that. They have two primary businesses, global engineering and construction, which seems to match up with what everybody wants to do, and then global power. What could be better during these tough times than global power? 
uh, everyone's going to be investing in green. Green is electricity. It's not fossil. Well, and nuclear. And nuclear. These guys are smack dab in the middle. And I'll tell you something. They put up uh, a pretty interesting return on capital. Last year, 90%. The year before that, 53%, 90%. Well, here's what happened. This company went completely broke in 2004, and I just want to – you know, get back to our caveats. I don't know a ton about what happened. I think they just lost a lot of money. And so part of our capital here is really the lost capital of the last group of investors, which we get for free, even though they spent a lot of money and lost it. And I feel a little bit bad about that. However, at this point in time, because we can build a company around, you know, the the, the bankruptcy of the last equity holder, we have these enormous returns on capital. Uh, they have very little debt. In fact, they've got $700 million in cash, $180 million in debt, and so uh, their, their balance sheet is impeccable. They're putting up a 9% margin, which says not necessarily proprietary, but not a pure commodity either, and they lever it a little bit to get a, a pretty decent return on equity. It's either negative or 90%, and what that tells you is they're earning their way out of a negative equity position. They are using free cash flow to buy stock, and they're you know exposed to one of the growth markets in the world right now, three times enterprise value to EBITDA, Foster Wheeler, page 981. And then my last one this week is one I have talked about before, so you can uh, pull our XML code into Internet Explorer, There's nobody still and all the anyway. shows are <laughs> indexed by ticker, I think, in there. Or if you point your browser to our XML. Uh, but in any case, KBR, page 984, again, a similar theme, global infrastructure build. These guys are the leading global engineering, construction, and services company uh, supporting energy, petrochemicals, environmental services, and government and civil infrastructure. Okay, they're, they're big. They're smack dab in the middle of all the spending that's going on. Um, these guys didn't go bankrupt, although they spun out from their parent Halliburton just to get away from the bad news of so Halliburton. Some taint there, but they well, I mean, politically yes, but as a company, these guys are a best of class provider. They put up a low teens return on capital. What I like about them is zero debt, and their enterprise value to EBITDA, or again, the inverse of that is the return we would earn as buyers private equity, Pre-tax. four to five times. Uh, and that's, you know, 20 to 25%, 22% return on capital. Uh, Value Line has them growing earnings at 11%. I think that's feasible because they're using free cash flow to buy stock, pay down debt, um, and they can outlast any sort of storm here. Yeah, they're, you go through the downturn with the balance sheet, and then you, know, you, just, you get you just cyclical wait, growth. You, yeah, you just wait it out. They're yeah. eight times earnings, uh, and they're buying stock, which means just on an even a net earnings basis, a 12% return with that money versus what you can earn in treasuries, which is 3%. So the valuation is pretty compelling. It's a cost-plus business, but they've shown a history of great in, uh, management of assets, um, and they're the government contractor of choice in all that's military. This was the company providing services in Iraq. That contract is moving down, but they're So is this stuff. your favorite idea? No, it isn't, Val. Okay, good. I'm Val. Uh, My best idea this week, I think, is, uh, yeah, it's KBR. What can I say? No, come on. Foster Wheeler is a great idea. No, it isn't. Foster Wheeler is a great idea, but they don't have the history that KBR does in managing Mm. capital for the shareholders. I think Sunoco with a 5% yield and an enterprise value multiple of six is just too compelling. Well, I like the stability of Sunoco. Why will you see us next week? I, because we will. Okay. 
All right. I'm sorry. Did, what did I, I miss? What? I, I thought we were supposed to stop 10 seconds early. It's 10 seconds late. Well, that was a mistake. Okay, everybody. Thank you. 10 seconds late. I was trying to stop 10 seconds early. Ah, no. We had to keep burning through because I burned through minutes of seconds of nothing happening. Of nothing happening. So I needed to fill those with seconds of something happening. Ah, 